think anything we're going to do on this show is going to top that you song. You know, we belong dead, episode 57, John Carpenter's Vampires. Welcome aboard. I am Lona. With me, as always, the Breck and Meyer podcasting. Ian, take that to mean what you want. Uh, um, you know, a track like that makes me realize that I think sometimes I take Harley Poe for granted. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, while Richie was playing and while we we're sitting here listening to it, I mentioned to him like it's a track that I forget how fucking awesome it is. Like, yeah, it's and not they, one that I go to very often. Exactly, and they have a lot of those. Yeah, because um, a band like Harley Poe, band like the Misfits, band like Ghost, right? For me, anyway, you listen to their whole catalog and then you have your go tos, right? 
and it's worth it to to dip back in because yeah. I got chills during that yeah. that track of, of how fucking good it is. Yeah, and everything they do, man. Harley Poe, check them out. They have some um, really cool stuff on the horizon. Hmm. Uh, some really cool stuff already out there. Yeah, uh, check them out with uh, Joe Whiteford. Uh, his uh, artwork is amazing. His like figure writing, his vocals, yeah. everything. <laughs> He's just a, a hell of a good dude that we have interviewed a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, on dispatches from the weird, and hopefully we'll get them on We Belong Dead pretty soon. But uh, yeah. support, support, support Harley Poe. Yeah. Apparently he just thinks I'm a dick because he hasn't done anything on the show when I've been on. But, you know. Yeah. No, you got it. He's not okay. a big Breckenmeyer fan. I, I mean, I get it. I'm not mad. <laughs> I just, you know. Uh, so, yeah, episode 57 uh, is here. Uh, yes. Ian, you chose this week's film. I did. What went into that? Uh, Just, I, I wanted something... I knew John Carpenter had to show up yeah. at some point. And as much as I love, like, the heavier hitters, mm-hmm. like, you know, the things, you know. Ghost of uh, Mars. Right, exactly. Um, God, I love Ice Cube. Um, I I wanted to revisit something that I, I remember really enjoying. Yeah. And is kind of, you know, lower tier as mm-hmm. far as, like, what's in the minds of people when they think of John Carpenter. And... Um, it's like uh, Vampire's Night Out by Harley Poe. Right, exactly. There yeah. you go. <laughs> we'll get more into that later. Uh, hopefully you guys did your homework and rewatched Vampires because we're going to break it down. Again, this new format is not necessarily to give you all the information about a movie. This is just us watching it and our raw, unedited thoughts about what, what right. is happening. So, um, But, as always, our uh, first segment is not that. We save that until later. Uh, Where are my notes? Okay. All right. All right. There is a new Ghost album. There is. Uh, We're going to get to that at the end of this block, though. Okay. I just don't want anybody to think that we're dismissing it. Right. We will Um, address it. But uh, talking about it will lead into uh, your song. Right. So uh, we'll just it'll, it'll, we'll get there. Right. Don't worry. I have thoughts. <laughs> uh, did you watch anything good? I watched a few movies. I haven't smoked any weed. Yeah. Um, neither have you. Neither have I for like three weeks. It's been awesome. Uh, um. Well, let me just start right out the gate. Why don't you just get a job? <laughs> Yeah, why don't I just get a job, Richie? Um, no, thank you. Um, I'll start right out the gate with He's a one of fucking the fucking cop. I am Officer Breckenmeyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, with possibly one of the most batshit movies that I I'd seen on the Sci-Fi Channel back when it was the Sci-Fi Channel, oh, and they played like good movies it wasn't like shitty sharknado 5 and whatever whatever the fuck else is on there now sci-fi channel is responsible for one of my favorite all-time miniseries uh the lost room oh right yeah that was amazing yeah um, so yeah back in the day i'm, I'm on a lot I'm of full moon you. shit yeah you know? i think that's how i first got exposed to full moon actually um that's probably like 10 and i i knew of the Howling series. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Did you? And of course, this was off, you know, fairly recent off of, you know, really getting into American Werewolf in London. So I'm, you know, searching out uh, other werewolf movies. And of course, this was back before any kind of streaming services. So I had to take what I could get, you know. And I didn't really remember much of it, but I remember The Howling 2. Your Your sister sister is a werewolf, werewolf. which is the best title of all time. Um, Because that line. It's a sequel to My Stepmom's a Werewolf. Yeah, right? Um, which we're going to cover. Oh, good. In a future episode, it's going to be the movie. Um, but uh, I was like, oh, it's a werewolf movie. Uh, it's got Christopher Lee in it. Like, it's got to be awesome. It's got to be a movie. It has to be good. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> it's not. Uh, you were so excited. I was so excited. You got the Arrow region. Well, I got Arrow, like... <laughs> I don't want to say it's one of the reasons I got a region free fl- free player, but uh, it didn't hurt. <laughs> you're not you're not betting great. I mean, last week was Boneyard. Oh God, <laughs> which you were so excited about. Well, you know, I had Hell Comes to Frogtown. That's true. That was a win. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the Howling Two. It's not good. Like. <laughs> There's a lot of shit in that movie that doesn't make sense. There's a fair amount of nudity in that movie, though, right? A fair amount. So that's some but a lot grace. of it is, like, half-transformed nudity. Mm. So it's, like, so it's really hot. So, like, hot chicks with fur coming out of their nipples and shit. Ah. Yeah. Yikes. Um, I know her. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, there's, like mystical shit. Uh, there's uh, the main vampire a vampire werewolf chick has a staff that has like a bat demon on it that there's no telegraphing it at any point leading up to the end where the bat demon comes alive and like face rapes a priest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I've, I've never seen the howling Two. the, uh, the the most I know is a trailer hmm. and uh, I did listen to the, how did this get made about it? That was, which that pissed me off. At the time, I felt like they were being a little too harsh. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like maybe they weren't. <laughs> they weren't far off. Yeah, um, yeah starring uh, that guy from Space Mutiny. <laughs> Chess McLarge huge or, you know. Trying to decide if I want to recommend people see this movie. So it was a Sybil Danning? She yes. It? Yeah. Yeah, she gets naked a lot. Yeah. That's fun. There you go. Um, I recommend watching it just I mean, the next, so you know what I'm talking about. The next about. Arrow sale, <laughs> it's going to be in my cart. I mean, or as they say, basket. Right. Fucking Brits. <laughs> um, for 10 bucks. Yeah. I'm not mad that yeah, I bought definitely. it. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it. Um. Well, off the bat, I just recently replaced my All Regions Blu-ray player, mm. so I'm pretty happy about that. Working out? Yeah. So good. far, so good. Actually, works. Uh, it's a little less complicated than the one I had before. Oh, good. Although it's the same model. Okay. It's weird. It was just broken better. Well, the first one, in order to choose a region, you had to hit the button for whatever reason, region mm-hmm. on the remote um, as it was booting up. Oh, okay. And on this one, at any point, once the Blu-ray player's on, I can change the region with just 
the hit of a button. See, on mine, it's you open the tray, mm-hmm. hit the region, then close the tray. Right. Yeah. It's strange. <laughs> uh, but I watched uh, a Netflix series. Ah. Which isn't a horror series, but it's. The, I was. I think I was telling you. I was telling somebody. It's the shit that really like gets to me. Yeah. Is the real life shit. Right. Uh, Evil genius. Yeah. This I've heard. A, it's not things. like a dusty corner of Netflix. Like this is a. Right. This is like the new making a murder or right. whatever. But you have to invest much less time, and the people in it are far less stupid. No. Oh. <laughs> so if you liked making a murder, you're gonna love this. Right. No, it's a, a, I think, a four-part uh, docu-series about the uh, guy back in the early 2000s, the pizza guy who robbed a bank with a bomb strapped around his neck. Right. That was then turned into a terrible movie with Jesse Eisenberg and Danny McBride. McBride. Yeah. Um, and I was working at the TV station I work at now during that time, and I remember like airing the story and being like that's weird yeah. and then like nothing happened we never did anything else on it right apparently there was a lot more to it and okay. a lot more like sinister like really kind of fucking evil shit um, it's an amazing story and chilling like absolutely fucking chilling yeah and I, I can't recommend it hmm. higher yeah so yeah and Sybil Danning is in it she oh, gets good. naked a lot Hairy nipples? No, there is a guy in it who looks a lot like John Landis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yep. Uh, Rothstein, I think, is his name. Mm. Or Rosenstein, something like that. But, uh, Some, yeah. yeah. He popped up, and I was like, well, if they ever make a like a legit movie about this, they really need to cast John Landis as this guy. <laughs> He'd have to gain some weight, but like the face is definitely John Landis. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, Evil Genius on Netflix. I highly recommend it. All right. Um, let's see. Let's, yeah, let's. Uh, watched, uh, Mom and Dad. Oh, yeah. On, uh. Save the World. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> John Lovett's classic. That's good. Um. I got that for Ben for Christmas last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's in my wish list on Amazon. <laughs> I picked it up at Big Lots. I, oh, so. Jesus. Well, I guess I need to hit Big Lots. Yeah. Um, that was last December, so it's probably still it's there. probably still <laughs> probably got like six copies. Yeah, um, Mom and Dad. Uh, it's on Hulu, and I remember watching a trailer for this. Like, seems like almost a year ago. Um, basically, it's not really explained if it's like a virus or if it's like brainwashing or or what. But um, essentially, all of the um, all parents go into this rage and want to kill their children. They don't want to kill children overall. They just want to kill their kids. Um, and this is Nick Cage at some of his highest level insanity. <laughs> that's that's a tall order. It is. It is. Um, and it's certainly worth watching. Um, it was... Um, a bit of a letdown for a couple of reasons. Um, let's see. <laughs> My notes here. It's a solid movie. Cage is insane. Uh, not enough gore. Like, they don't shy away from, like, the parents killing their children. Mm. But they, like, there was a lot of frustrating, like, cutaways, like, right as shit was about to happen. Right. 
Um, and like leading you to believe that maybe there's like a unrated cut. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things like if you're going to go down this road, like fucking go down this road, Mm -hmm. like just, yeah. Um, and it had this thing that it's, it seems like it's becoming more of a common thing where it has one of the most, and I'm not going to get into spoiler territory, but has one of the most abrupt endings that I've seen in a long time. Okay. And it was just very frustrating. <laughs> like, I'm definitely going to watch it. I, I, I heard a couple days ago that it was on Hulu. Yeah. I remember seeing the trailers and thinking, okay, yeah. yeah. Like, not, I'm going to rush out and see this, but it's definitely right. tucked in there somewhere that I will eventually watch it. Um, I will say one of the high points of the movie, um, Nicholas Cage's character's father shows up, played by Lance Henriksen. That's pretty great. It's <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's really great. cool. Um, Gotta love Lance. Yeah. Henriksen. Still waiting on him to show up at Scares the Care. Joe, if you're listening, yeah. make that shit happen. Um, What would you get Lance Henriksen to sign? Oh, Jesus. I've already got the first edition hardcover of his book signed. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Without having met him. Right. That was the year at Scares the Care that I went ape shit on the... Uh, Auction. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and you pushed over a little woman for uh, was it a uh, Tim uh, Curry? Tim autograph. Curry. That's yeah. right. So worth it. Yeah. Um, what would I get Lance Henriksen to sign? I mean, there's Millennium. There's Near yeah. Dark. Mm. Yeah, I think Near Dark. Either the book that you gave me, the this yeah, paperback cover, edition, yeah. yeah. Or something near dark for me. I would probably have to go with near dark. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, I revisited a, a much maligned film mm. that I never really had a huge problem with. Okay. Uh, Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Ah. That was the one that there was a fabled producer's cut that yes. came out fairly recently? Okay. It premiered with the uh, huge, the big limited box set from Scream Factory. Right. And then a few, and then everyone, we were all told, this is the only way to get the producer's cut. Right. It's not in the cheap version of the box set. Right. It's the only way you're going to be able to get it. And then we all spent a lot of money on that Halloween box set. And then... It was totally worth it. And then three months later, they released a single disc version of the producer's cut of Halloween six, but I don't care. Right. Um, you were going to buy the super deluxe set anyway. Dude, I own both of the sets just so I can have the complete Halloween collection in two rooms of my house. That's how I work. You have at least two copies of the old dark house. (laughs) Not yet. I will. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Starring Paul Rudd. Mm hmm. Look, Surprisingly, we never have. We will, down the road, do like a three- or four-hour retrospective of the Halloween series on this show. Mm. I have very little problems with that series right. at all. Right. Um, one and two work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, three is its own thing. Right. Four, five, and six work together. Mm-hmm. They all tell the Jamie Lloyd story. Right. And the Black Thorn uh, or the Thorn Society, whatever. Right. Uh, whether you like it or not, they're kind of cohesive. Right. Then there's water. Right. There's H2O. Halloween water. Your favorite. Which I 
fucking hate. <laughs> I do hate that one. Then there's Resurrection, mm-hmm. which I think is unfairly judged. The Buster Rhymes classic. Yeah. You know what? You say that with a, with a shitty look in your eye. But, yeah, it is. And you know what? It's It was, a, it was like Romero-esque social commentary about the internet and reality TV. And it really is not as bad as people think. Right. It, it's better than H2O. Come at me. And. And really, Change my mind. If you think about it, like considering when it was made, it was kind of ahead of its time. Absolutely, because like the reality TV and stuff had was nowhere near the level that it is now. Yes, very true. Uh, anyway, I mean, within each of the sequels, there are definite issues, but <laughs> I refuse to like dwell on that shit. This right, you can't enjoy this genre if you get hung up on little shit. Like right. as as. To to the maximum level that you should be able to enjoy this genre. Yeah. So anyway, Halloween Six is ridiculous, <laughs> but it's fun, right? And I I watched the producer's cut. It doesn't it doesn't explain anything. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, it's arguably a better cut of the film. Sure, a more enjoyable watch. But yeah, I mean, Paul Rudd plays Tommy Doyle, which is a throwback to the original. You know. Um, I thought they did a fine job. It's, yeah. You know, it's not the Citizen Kane of horror, but <laughs> but nothing should be. Right. Um, so, yeah, go back and, and watch. Go back and watch those three Halloween films and just kind of without without all your judgments and all your, your vitriol. Right. Um, just watch it as a, th- a three-part story that right. is... is pretty good it, right. it sucks um <laughs> that daniel harris wasn't back for part six right they had to recast jamie lloyd which is kind of a bummer mm. but um i don't know man i just i think it's neat how that series can differ so much movie from movie but have chunks that work together right like how many like long-running franchises are like yeah the three movies in the middle of this make up a thing of their own. Right. Well, I, and I wonder um, if this exists because um, people have done this for a lot of different franchises, like the Evil Dead franchise, where they do like uh, like super cuts of movies. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Where they like, you know, take lots of pieces from movies in a series and mash it all into one, like, yeah. real good, cohesive film. I'd love to see it work. for those three. That would be great. Yeah. So I'll get off my soapbox about Halloween <laughs> 6. Uh, let's see. I only watched a couple others here. Um, yeah, same here. I think I've got two two or three more. After Mom and Dad and enjoying it but then being so let down by the ending, and I'm hoping that the listeners who haven't seen it, like I've given them fair warning so that it <laughs> right. isn't such a pain in the ass like with that ending. Um, I decided to watch that taste out of my mouth was something kind of in the same vein that that I had a lot of fun with. Um, I think it was in my 30 days of Halloween. Um, uh, the babysitter on Netflix. Oh yeah. I still haven't, I still haven't gotten around to that. Yeah. It's, it's a super fun movie. It's, you know, and I've talked about it before, but, um, a good, a real good blend of uh, horror comedy. Um, it shouldn't be good considering that some of the cast are like, Vine stars, and it's directed by Mick G. Oh wow! Yeah, um, 
But don't let that hold you back. It's a good movie. It's fun. It's not the Citizen Kane of horror, but nothing should be. So it's not Halloween Six, right? <clears throat> and then the only other movie I watched was, of course, Vampires. <clears throat> right. I decided something over the last week, hmm. and I want to give everyone fair warning. Okay. It's not on the schedule yet, hmm. but eventually, probably sometime this summer. We are going to cover Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. Okay. So. Yeah. Oh. Prepare uh, yourselves. My uh, steelbook, the Best Buy original Chainsaw Steelbook, should be showing up this week. Nice. Yeah. Um, I watched the um, MVD Rewind Classics release of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> That's a movie. Movie is still exactly what it should be. <laughs> I had a real good time. I had a real good time watching it. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. And I forgot how like um like pre um Zucker Brothers like airplane right police squad right. like how much of that kind of shit was in it. Yeah. It's really fun. Hmm. And much like Return of Swamp Thing, uh MVD did a great job uh with it. And it's been years and years and years since I've seen that movie, so they don't <clears throat> they don't play it straight in that movie. No, not really. No, I'm not sure. Well, if it would they work, do, if they, they did, they do and they don't. Kind of in that way that like Naked Gun and Airplane, like the actors are kind of playing right. it straight, but that's why it's so funny, right? It's know? so absurd. Yeah. Um. Uh, since I got my new uh, region free player, I had to watch the Arrow release Brawhead Rex. Mm. I swear to God, a year ago, if you told me <laughs> that a year from now, Richie, you're going to be a big fan of Rawhead Rex, you're going to own two Blu rays, <laughs> I would have peed in your mouth. <laughs> Against you your will. Against your oh, will. Oh, okay. So yeah. not from the movie. <laughs> no. Oh, I t- totally forgot about that. Oh, so that was just uh, <laughs> that from That was the just what pool. I was going to do. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Me and Rex, man, we're, we're more alike than I thought. Yeah. I mean, you, you've you got laser beam eyes. <laughs> um, no, I really enjoy the shit out of this movie. <laughs> it's, it's fun. And a yeah. uh, uh, de- decent amount of different features on the Arrow yeah. release. Um, I, I, I meant to pop in the, um, Kino version just to just check, to like the, check transfer. the transfers, but from what I remember, the Kino ver- the transfer is great. Yeah. And, uh, of course the arrow transfer is fantastic. Right. Um, I will probably also own both at some point <laughs> when, sure when the will. Rawhead Rex comes on an arrow release, I yeah. will pick it up. Uh, and then I revisited a, what should be a summer classic. It mm. is, it is in my household. Uh, Brian Usna's Society, mm. uh, which is another one I wouldn't mind having slated at some point for us to cover. Yeah. Uh, what a gross fucking movie. That <laughs> What a gross fucking a lot movie. Of, a lot of lube in that movie. Shunting. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, from Arrow, uh, you can still get the release... The um, amazing deluxe packaging is mm. sold out, but, you know, I have it. <laughs> with the comic book that comes with it. 
Yeah, the uh, the sequel. Mm. Um, you touched on it a little bit a few minutes ago, yeah. but uh, anything pre-ordered? Waiting on anything to get here? Surprisingly, no. I think the only thing I'm waiting on is is the Chainsaw Steelbook and yeah. the Ghost album, and the Ghost album. Still waiting yeah. for that to show up. Yeah, a little um, annoying that it's taking this long. I was thinking that the other day when I got my the my like it, it's been shipped notification or whatever. Right. If you're if you're fan enough to go through the trouble of pre-ordering a band's album right. through the manufacturer's website, right? I feel like much like Amazon, they should guarantee it'll get there the day it's released. I mean, like Amazon, Best Buy. A lot of times, Best Buy, if I pre-order something, it'll show up Monday instead of Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like if you're that dedicated a fan, you should be rewarded. Right. You know? I mean, it'd be one thing if I bought it through, like, pre-ordered it through, like, FYE or something. But right. when I, it's coming from the manufacturer. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we could go to FYE right now and buy it. Yeah. When I was at Speaker <laughs> Tree today, there was a copy there. I yeah. could have just walked out with it today. Yeah. But, you know. It's a real bummer, man. Um, I got a couple things in the mail over the past couple of days that I've been waiting on for a while. Um, the love the um, reanimator board game. Oh yeah, arrived. There's one piece missing. Oh, so I emailed them and was like, "Hey, everything looks awesome. Super excited, but there's this one kind of vital piece of the game <laughs> missing. Right. So hopefully they'll just send a you know send that piece out. Have they responded? Not no, yet. No. I sent it on Saturday. Yeah. It's Sunday. I right. expect they probably won't even read it until tomorrow. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but it looks great. It's a all the buildings are three D. Nice. So you kind of build them, and then there's a uh, like a mouse pad placemat. Yeah, of Arkham. Nice. Now this is based on the actual H.P. Lovecraft story, as opposed to the movie. It's or is a it little more from column A, a little okay. from column B? I think um, it's kind of its own thing because as a player, you are you play a an assistant to Herbert West. Okay. So hopefully that'll be fun. Midnight Basement Game Night's coming back pretty soon, so yeah. we'll break it in then. And I also got the much-anticipated Mixtape Massacre uh, expansion pack, Black Mask. That game is so much fun. Uh, this looks like it's going to make it even more fun. Nice. Um, there's the risk of turning into a werewolf oh. for any player. All right. Um, I mean, you've got me. <laughs> yeah. My name is in the rule book. Just saying <laughs> that that's a fact. Not to brag or anything, but... Uh... Uh, but those showed up. I'm still waiting on uh, an order from Amazon in the UK of Eureka's Old Dark House, Arrow's Shock Treatment. Sorry, there's a boat going by. Apparently. Uh, which, <laughs> Shock Treatment is terrible. I don't know why I ordered it. Is that Shock Dream? Is that the pseudo sequel to Rocky Horror? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I'm hoping I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um. Then uh, from Vinegar Syndrome, I ordered a really cool hat. Okay. <laughs> a trucker hat. It's got a um, film film reel on it with devil horns. Okay. I went there because they did the, they do a halfway to Black Friday sale nice every year, 
and uh, every year they do two surprise Blu-ray announcements on the halfway to Black Friday. Oh, that's cool. So I went there to check those out to see if there was anything that I that I wanted to grab, and sadly there wasn't. Really. Yeah. I mean, there's always stuff on that site that I want to get. But, sure. Um, but under like the recently added, there was this hat, and I was like, oh. That's cool. It was cheap, <laughs> so I got it. Nice. Uh, and then, thanks to you, I ordered a Screamin' Jay Hawkins pen. That looks pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Like, even if it didn't, you would have bought it just because it's Screamin' Jay. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty boss. Um, also, from that site, which is... Um, I have it right here. It's uh, Mood Poison mm. is the name of the site. Um. I also picked up a Lux Interior from okay. the Cramps um, patch. Nice. So, like, got his face on like a bullseye background. It's very cool. I love the Cramps guys, so just deal with it. <laughs> um, uh, that's it. That's what I'm waiting on. There's a there's a lot of shit coming out. Yeah. Oh my god, man! Yeah, the uh, Umbrella Entertainment with their Reanimator releases and oh, Dagon. Right. Yeah, um, Vestron with Dagon and Beyond Reanimator. Right. Um, I was just looking the other day at all the shit that I've got on pre-order. Um, Scorpion, I think it's either Scorpion or Code Red, is putting out Death Ship. Which is kind of a forgotten movie that I've always loved. Um, I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Late 70s, early 80s. Um, then there's also uh, MVD is doing Abominable. I do want to pick that one up. Um, yeah. Speaking of Lance Henriksen. Yeah. Um, and Jeffrey Combs. That's right. Um, Arrow's got their Last House on the Left limited edition. Arrow's got Doom Asylum. Um, I don't know that Last House on the Left is a movie I need to watch again. But I need to own three <laughs> cuts of the film. So <laughs> of course you do. That's going to happen. Uh, Scream Factory is putting out Brain Scan, mm. uh, The Tingler, Return of the Living Dead 2, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Someone's Watching You, um, In the Mouth of Madness. There's just so much shit coming up. What was that movie you sent me a link for with Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman in it? Oh, um, mm. like Brain Dead? Brain Dead. Yeah. What What is that movie? I, I don't really have any knowledge of that one, but I'm intrigued I that actually, the bills are in I it. I don't either. Oh, okay. I've always heard of it. I've always seen that cover. Right. But never, never uh, actually saw it. Hmm. I'll probably just pick it up. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing me, like I do. Um, speaking of uh, companies that release enamel pins and the, and the like, um, mm. uh, as always, a big shout-out and thank you to our lifetime sponsor, Pseudo Ludo. They're currently, or just finished, a sale. <laughs> uh, I don't I, want to steer anyone in the wrong direction. I'll double-check. I want to say just finished, but I can find out real quick. But even if it's over, you guys need to go buy some shit. Listeners love that. Once you uh, eat some munchos in the mic while you're at it. Pseudoludo.bigcartel.com. 
Uh, all their stuff is amazing. They're running very low on some of their pins, uh, like the Choice Cuts, which are Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2, uh, Leatherface Interchangeable Face Pins. And like we always say, if you when you order from them, you're getting far more than just an enamel pin on a backing card. It's a whole awesome package of shit that you're, like, stunned. Yeah. Everything that you unwrap it, and then you just keep pulling shit out, and you're like... I cannot believe this was 12 bucks or whatever. You yeah. Know? Um, they treat you right. They they really are the cream of the crop when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. I uh, I just looked it up. It does end today. So by the time this airs, they won't be going on anymore. But still, go buy their, their prices shit, are so good, you really shouldn't have to wait for a sale. Right. Um, especially, like I said, for what you get. And if you're a fan of uh, X-Files and the Lone Gunman, they have a package right now that is Dude. just fucking stupendous. It's amazing. Um, it was funny. I was actually uh, working on finally getting my library together. Mm. And I was going through old boxes and found a big like manila envelope with just random little things like uh, papers and things that I wanted to keep. And I had forgotten that I put the uh, some of the extra stuff that came with my mm. Sudaludo pins in there. And it was just like experiencing it all over again. Like I pull it out. And it's got like the 3D ma 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 ma. Uh, like the bloody popcorn bag yeah, and, yeah. and the heck priest with the trading cards and <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so cool. They really go above and beyond um, what you fuckers deserve. <laughs> um, it's true. Scares that care update. I guess since last we spoke, well, we are definitely doing uh, two shows. Yep. Uh, for that, uh, hopefully. Hopefully by this coming weekend, I'll have the GoFundMe up, and you'll mm. be seeing that all over Facebook and Twitter and, and all that. Please um, give. It's yeah. an amazing charity, and they, they they very much deserve it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. And apparently, uh, according to Brian Keene, he'll actually be awake and come to those shows this time. Oh, he said that again? <clears throat> he did. <laughs> John Bowden made the same promise to me on Facebook the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, no, it'll be a, a good time, though. Yeah. Um, it was um, touching, maybe is the word, to see that in the official post about podcasts, um, Mr. Keene mentioned us. Specifically. Specifically yeah. to let let us know that we got our guaranteed midnight slots, which is a real blessing and a real curse <laughs> now that I look back on it. Right. Um, and I've been added to a panel. <laughs> oh, for the video nasties? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, didn't really know that was going to happen like yeah, no. that. Uh, so I need to brush up. <laughs> um, but it's going to be a good time. It's first weekend in August. Does that sound right? This is stuff we should already know. God damn it, Richie, making me look stuff up. Uh, hold on. Uh, August 3rd to the 5th. So the first weekend in August. Yes. That's what I said. Motherfucker. If you're in the Williamsburg, Virginia area, please come by. Please go. Please support. Um in the coming weeks, we're definitely going to talk a lot more about Scares the Care. Yeah. Our GoFundMe uh, campaign is, we're planning on having more, more and more, um, what would you say, degrading um, <sighs> levels that you can get us to. Yeah. Uh, last year, Ian and I were forced to wear Juggalo paint because of how much you guys uh, 
donated. That popped up in my Facebook memories the other day. I'm like, God damn it. I forgot yeah. that, that happened. Um, we got we got uh, covered in very thick fake blood. <laughs> that was, that was my, we're probably going to have that one on again this year, but we'll make the blood right. Yeah. Um, but a lot more things. If you've ever wanted to see Ian without a beard, we're going to have to work hard. Which you don't. You don't want to see that. I, I promise you. He's not lying. I saw I saw him once with too much trimmed beard. Still beard. Still full beard. Right. And it was jarring. First thing he says to me, not, hey, man, what's up? Not, how you doing? It's, man, you look fucking weird. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah. Uh, we're going to figure out what levels, all that stuff. That'll that we're going to add even more. Two grand, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, just, a just an update, um, you know, for those who are interested in going, uh, some of the guests that are going to be there, Keith motherfucking David is going to be there. Nice. Uh, Mark Boone Jr., Tommy Flanagan, Mark Kim Boone Coates. Jr. Yeah. Sure he played is. a role in tonight's film. He sure did. <laughs> uh, Doug Bradley, for Christ's sake. Uh, Zach Galligan. Um, Zach Galliganakis is going to be there. <laughs> Zach Galliganakis. Holy shit! I forgot Zach Galligan was going to be there. Me too. I'm kind of pumped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony Todd, Frank Whaley. I mean, lo- lots of good people. Yeah. Like, if if you can swing it, definitely come out. Yeah. There's a huge authors' room. There's mm-hmm. uh, seminars and readings and podcasts all weekend, and it really is. I, I've been to quite a few um, conventions, and uh, it really is um, the most. Uh, welcoming, yeah, uh, like judgment-free zone uh, convention that I've been to. Yeah. I just I, I love it to death. So, and thanks t- uh, to Joe and Brian for keeping us as a part of it. Yeah, really does mean a lot to us. Even though five or six people show up for every show, it's fine. It is fine. It is fine, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> um, so we mentioned that we're waiting on the new Ghost album to arrive. We did. It is out. It is. We have heard it. We have. Um, we have thoughts. We do. Uh, on it. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, the night the album was released, a fan died at a That's concert. That's rough. That's yeah. crazy. And they were, I mean. I wonder if they were playing Pro Memoria. Oh, that would be that fucking would be weird. Really weird. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a thing. Yeah. I got to say, they handled it beautifully though. they really did like yeah. better than i think most acts would have right and the aftermath mm-hmm. of you know um posts about you know keeping the family and your thoughts and stuff like that just right. really class act yeah um so pre-cal came out it did best shit they've ever done that's what a lot of people are saying it is And you would agree. I don't like it, man. I don't like the album. Yeah. There are points, like we were saying, like I was saying to you earlier. Right. There are a couple of high-ish points. Right. Overall, I just am not a big fan of the new sound. Yeah. I mean, we've covered it before. You are a big fan of Dance Macabre. You're doing your uh, Vincent Price from Thriller <laughs> laugh right now. Um, to terrorize y'all's neighborhoods. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, 
I have yet to give it a proper listen. Same here. I've listened to it straight through once. Yeah. I've made my snap judgment. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. But I think what irritates me more than the album not being what I was hoping right. is the reaction of the rest of the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not that great. Like, you need... And, and I hate to even tell people how they should enjoy things or whatever because, you know... it. Things affect people differently and all that. Sure. But, That's what I've been told. Right. There needs... If if you love a thing, uh-huh. you should love a thing enough that you're willing to admit yeah. when something that that band or that filmmaker or whoever does isn't as great as yeah. some of their other stuff. That doesn't mean you have to hate it. That doesn't mean you have to be a dick about it. But, like, acknowledge the fact that Maybe it's a bit of a misstep. You lose a lot of, um, you lose a lot of what credit or uh, respect <laughs> in my eyes if you can't do that. Right. If you just, it's it's almost like if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Right. And that's what matters to you. Right. And not actually issues. Sure. Um, right. I, I yeah. I don't get it. I don't get. I don't get like longtime fans, right? Being like, "Yep, this is it. They made it." What? Yeah. So anyway, it is what it is. I still love Ghost. Yeah. If they come around to Richmond or you know, like Durham or something, right. I'll still go see. Oh, em. for sure. I mean, I feel like you're gonna buy the next album. I'm gonna, right. su- I'm gonna support them. It's just you know, like we said, if you just because you don't like something that 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 someone you like put out, right, doesn't mean you have to stop, <laughs> right, and turn your back on everything they do, right. I mean, some of my favorite bands have evolved and changed their style a bit, like from album to album, and you know, a lot of the times it works, a lot of the times it doesn't, and yeah, you know, it's. It's kind of like uh, kind of like with remakes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a remake, it's made if it's great, awesome. If not, you still got the old stuff to watch, yeah. and it's still there, you know. Yeah, uh, Flaming Lips is a good example for me. Yeah, they've evolved and changed their sound to a point now where I, it's unlistenable to me. <laughs> but I still love Flaming Lips, and I still go back and listen to the Soft Bulletin, and right, you know. Anyway, and then on the flip side, there's Ween, who you love. Yeah, Wayne's evolution <laughs> has been tremendous. Yeah. I, I think that they've, yeah, yeah. Yep, it has. It really, I mean, <laughs> say what you will. Ween, you listen to that first album. I dare you <laughs> to try and listen to that first album and then listen to their newer album and tell me that they have not evolved yeah. and um, <laughs> For become the better. real musicians. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... I've been trying to refrain from posting anything about my thoughts because I know I'll just be attacked. Right. Um, but there they are. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of the new album. Yeah. And you know what? That could change. Sure. Tastes change. Yeah. I used to hate broccoli. You used to hate Cerise. I didn't hate well, Cerise. Well, you didn't <laughs> used to dig Cerise. Yeah. Um, but that disappointment having been said, you have a song from the new album? <laughs> I, sure, I sure do, Richie. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, a song that I think is 
this album's Mummy Dust, where it's definitely a bit of a uh, a harder track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you like it, but you know, obviously don't like it as much as I do. It's yeah. um, it's it's a song on the album I don't hate. Right. Uh, like I said, it's just like little nitpicky shit. Right. Like there's a weird monster voice in it that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not a bad song. Yeah. Um, so off of the two days ago dropped album, um, this is Faith.
I kind of like this part. <laughs> Oh Lord, blessed are the cheese makers. What did he say? Did he say blessed are the cheese makers? Alright, so that was Faith by Ghost. Normally, with this new format, what we've been doing is just going straight from the first song to the trailer for the movie. Mm. But I wanted to say a couple more things about Ghost. <laughs> to, in their defense. Sure. Because as I was... Am I on? Yeah. Yeah, you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In their defense, as I was listening to that and looking at the cover art, I would give them a lot of credit for, like, gimmick-wise. Mm-hmm. It makes complete and utter sense for the 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 overall sound to change. Sure, because it's not Papa anymore. It's a definite new direction within the like lore. Right. So the music should sound different. It should. All the Papas didn't really differ that much. Sure. But breaking the bloodline, bringing in a cardinal. Mm-hmm. It would be drastically different. Right. So, kudos. Right. But also, <laughs> that having been said, I will say, most of this new album sounds like um, the free downloadable shit on Guitar Hero that a band from bands you've never heard of that are just, like, difficult to play. Like, right. dragon sound type shit, <laughs> right. you know? Uh, You're just not a real fan, Richie. Let's get on with this trailer. <laughs> From the mind of John Carpenter. And the mind of John Carpenter. There's no voiceover for this trailer, guys. It irritates me. No one knows vampires. Wait, what? He does. Oh my baby. But he met his match when he met the master who started it all. Jack Crow. He was a priest. It's the first known case of vampirism. The first and most powerful. You are the only one who faced Alec and survived. The master vampire has a telepathic link with his victims. <laughs> You're gonna help us find him. It's a cross. 600 years, Valak has wanted to live in the daylight. A master vampire, able to walk in the sun, unstoppable. Biggest nest of blood-drinking mothers the world has ever known. Time to kill some vampires. Woods. From the master of terror comes a new breed of evil. That's John what I said. Carpenters, <laughs> vampires. 
never told me they could do that. I didn't know they could do that. Oh shit. Smack my bitch up. Hey now. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> it was a time where your hero could say the word fag. That's and true. It'll be fine. Multiple times, I think. <laughs> if I remember correctly. That's right. It's no surprise this week's uh, movie is John Carpenter's Vampires from 1998. Written by Don Jacoby. Directed by John Carpenter. Produced by Sandy King. With a runtime of 108 minutes. A budget of $20 million. Box office of about $20 million. And uh, the tagline was prepare for the dawn. Mm. Ian, you chose this. Do you want to kind of walk us through the dossier? Uh, yeah, we can get us started off here. Before we get to our uh, our actual notes, as it were. Come on. Yep. Uh, help. Come on, get. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, let's see. Yeah, let's. All right. So, shortly after finishing work on Escape from L.A., one of another of John Carpenter's top-tier movies, uh, Carpenter was... I actually th- love Escape from L.A. <laughs> you knew I was going to say I that, know, but I, know. I, I really do. Uh, Carpenter is thinking about quitting filmmaking because, quote, it stopped being fun. Which, if you're going to quit filmmaking, that's a damn good reason. And you're, and you're John Carpenter. Right. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. Just on people like licensing the rights to shit you've already done, you're right. good. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, if, if I remember correctly, Escape from LA did not do very well. No. Um, so he's probably a little, uh, a little bitter. <laughs> probably a little John Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so Largo Entertainment approached him with a project called Vampires, uh, an adaptation of the novel of the same name by John Stakely. Which, Have you ever read it? I haven't. But it's in my cart now. Well, I was pleased to find as I was going through my books. Oh, you have it. I have it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Probably have had it for like 10 years and haven't read it yet. Um, they gave him two screenplays, each by Jacoby and Mazur, I guess, uh, respectively. Uh, Carpenter read both screenplays and the novel and saw potential for a film he'd be interested in making. Um, he says, I went into my office and thought it's going to be set in American American Southwest and it's a Western, Howard Hawks. Which in the commentary he refers to it as Red River with Vampires. Which I get. Right. He's right. Yeah. I dig. Um, <laughs> vampires gave Carpenter the chance to do a Western disguised as a horror film. Yeah. Uh, he said the story is set up like a Western. It's about killers for hire. They're a Western cliché. Uh, in this movie, they're paid to kill vampires. Uh, in terms of tone and look, Carpenter felt that his film was, quote, a little more like The Wild Bunch than Hawks in its style, uh, but the feelings in the whole ending scene is a kind of replay on Red River. There we go. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, he wrote his own screenplay, taking elements from the two scripts, the book, and some of his own ideas. Um, for this film, Carpenter wanted to get away from the stereotype of gothic vampires as he said in an interview, uh, quote, my vampires are savage creatures. There isn't a second of brooding loneliness in their existence. Uh, they're too busy ripping and tearing humans apart. Yeah, I'll give uh, them that. Um, now, as far as the timeline goes, I mean, this is fairly soon after Interview with the Vampire, I would think. 
like within a few years. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's really when that whole uh, vampire aesthetic really came back was with the whole like pretty Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's true. I didn't really think about that. In in that way, I give this movie a lot more credit than yeah. I do in my notes. Like a, like a <laughs> fuck you to, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Carpenter cast James Woods as Jack Crow because he wanted, quote, the vampire slayer, slayer to be as savage as the prey he's after. Uh, James Woods is the kind of guy you'd believe could and would chew off the leg of a vampire. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> um. Woods was interested in doing the film because it was something different for him. Uh, contrary to his reputation, Carpenter didn't find the actor difficult to work with because, quote, we had a deal. He would give me one take as it's written, and I would let him improvise. Uh, many of his improvisations were brilliant. Uh, when I needed him to be more focused and disciplined, I had to take, I had the take from the script that was straighter. Yeah. <clears throat> In his commentary track, he points out a lot of the stuff that was uh, improved. Oh, like this is him, this is me. Yeah, yeah. Including the the big monologue he gives Father Adam in the car about, um, oh, like his you dad ever seen had a, a secret. No, they're yeah. not fucking beautiful. They're <laughs> right. They're not f words. <laughs> that was all James Woods. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, let's see. Uh, Carpenter had not seen any of Daniel Baldwin's work. Who had? <laughs> right. <laughs> and had the actor read for him. That was one of the things when watching it, like... Carpenter hadn't <laughs> seen any regional theater. <laughs> right. Um, I watched this with Sam, of course, and... Uh, I did too. Like three... Nice. Uh, like three like uh, scenes in with Baldwin. She's like, is that Baldwin? <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> it's one did of them. Did Alec Baldwin get fat? <laughs> right. Uh, he had seen Cheryl Lee on Twin, Twin, Peaks, Twin and, Peaks, Twin Peaks, and cast her based off her work on the show. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Carpenter's wife and the film's producer Sandy King cast Thomas Ian Griffith because she and the director wanted quote someone who looks formidable but also alluring. There always has to be something alluring about the evil nature of the vampire. Sure. Honestly, he's one of the highlights for me. I think he did a damn good job. Like, there's something to play that, that kind of character. There's something that I found out about him. Oh, really? About that actor that kind of put a damper okay. <laughs> on this movie for oh, me. Oh, is he a bad person? No, no, no. It's, okay. it's something else he did. Like, the whole movie, I'm like, that guy looks kind of familiar. Oh. So I finally looked him up, and I was like, oh, my God. Red Shoe Diaries? We'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, the MPAA took issue with the film's over-the-top violence, threatening to give it an NC-17 rating unless some of the gore was cut. Uh, King said, quote, we satisfied the ratings board by just cutting short of a few things that went into really gruesome stuff. The gore, which was brought to us by K&B Effects, mm. of course. You know, I don't, I mean, with the exception of a few standout bits, there really wasn't anything too extreme in the cut that we have. Uh, I mean, there's the stuff when, uh... Like the motel massacre. When Valak goes into the uh, church. Yeah, I guess. And what ends up happening to the priest. Yeah, I mean, it's just a throat rip. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, this this is what I thought was interesting. According to the original book's author, John Stakely, the film contained much of his dialogue and none of his <laughs> plot. <laughs> yeah. So which makes me really interested to read the book now. I just want to see what it was meant to be originally. Yeah, I posted the uh, montage last night of 
doing homework for the film. Yeah. And uh, our friend Chris commented that the mo- the, the, he liked the movie, but the book was way better. Oh, okay. It's the first time I've ever heard anybody even talk about the book. Yeah. So it <laughs> really made me want to. As soon as I read that, I was like, well, add to cart. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, the film opened at number one, but dropped to number eight on its second week. Mm. Uh, the film grossed a little over $20.3 million domestically on a $20 million budget, breaking even in the United States. However, it was an adequate box office success worldwide, doubling its budget and becoming the only Carpenter film of the 90s to be successful at the box office. Ouch. Uh, the film was followed by two direct-to-video sequels. <laughs> Vampires, Los Muertos, uh, starring, starring John, bon John Bon motherfucking Jovi, which, not good. I've seen that one. Yeah, I've seen that one, too. I didn't even know about the third one. I had seen this movie out, and I didn't realize it was tied to the series. Mm. Like, it's weird. Like, there's, like, Asian vampires. Like, it's in China or something, I think. It's weird. Um, and for those interested, uh, differences between the novel and the film... Uh, in the book, the vampire's grandmaster had no name. In the movie, he is named, is it Jan Valak? I would say Jan. Jan. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Jan Valak. Uh, in the movie, Kat is slain by Valak while partying at the motel. In the book, she survives to join Team Felix. I would love to have uh, seen it the other way. Yeah. Um, Annabelle, Carl, and Felix do not appear in the movie. I don't know who they are. Uh <laughs> Tony Montoya, Katrina, and Cardinal Alba do not appear in the book, which mm. also makes no mention of the Black Cross. So Interesting. The, yeah, so not the plot. Right. Yeah. Um, in the book, Jack Crow is turned into a vampire by the Grandmaster, who also slays father Adam. Uh, in the movie, both Jack and Adam survive while Valak is slain. Another one I would like to see the other way. I think yeah. It would have made it a lot more interesting. Um <clears throat> In the movie, and he would have actually like I would have probably shed a tear if Father Adam was killed. Yeah, <laughs> I would have gotten a little misty eyed. Well, you know, he used to play soccer, so he could probably outrun the vampires. So, so adorable. <laughs> uh, in the movie, Jack Crow taps into Katrina's mind to locate Valak. Uh, in, <laughs> in the book, Crow uses a vampire detector supplied by <laughs> Weaponsmith. Not sure I would have liked to see that that I one. I don't really like <laughs> either of those. Um. And of course, we got the, the cast breakdown. Yeah, um, the quick plot. There's this uh, secret sect of the Catholic Church that are vampire killers. Yeah, and um, the um, a master vampire appears. Turns out he's like the first vampire, and he's trying to locate this cross that will allow him to walk during the daylight. Right. It's a lot like uh, what was it season eight, season s- something of Angel. Ah. <laughs> Buffy, but it was a ring. And uh, anyway, um, so yeah, and it's up to the. Yeah, you've seen the movie. You right. know the plot. Um, so some other uh, trivia. Uh, I've gone over some of this already. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, when the film was first set up in the early 1990s with Russell Mulcahy, M- sure, at the helm. Both Willem Dafoe and Dolph Lundgren were being eyed for the lead. I would have loved to see Willem Dafoe as oh, Jack Crow. Absolutely. Dolph Lundgren? I would love to have seen <laughs> Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe <laughs> as Jack Crow. Uh, and uh, lastly, the symbol on the necklace that Daniel Baldwin wears in this movie is the Nordic rune meaning protector. 
Which I'm sure you knew right away when you right. saw it. Right. You fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, soundtrack, of course, by the Texas Toad Lickers. <laughs> I thought this was an interesting little tidbit. The Texas Toad Lickers are made up uh, of, among other people, uh, Donald Duck Dunn and Steve Cropper, who were in the original Blues Brothers band mm. and in the movie Blues Brothers. Nice. Uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter from Doobie Brothers. Oh, all right. Uh, and John Carpenter himself. Right. So that's the dossier on John Carpenter's vampires. And let's get into it proper, I, I suppose. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that noise, me? <laughs> Having hard times up here. Oof. <laughs> Just trying to get my shit together. Okay. On my little yellow post its, yeah. I got a couple things. I think while going through this movie, mm. we should, uh, and I think we should probably do this with most movies if they're old enough. And I know you're serious about it because you're waggling your finger when you say <laughs> Look, it. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> um, just kind of keep in mind as we go along, recast ideas. Yeah, okay. You know, not necessarily a full recast, but just sure. like if you think, because I've got some already. <laughs> I mean, I would say Willem Dafoe as Jack Crow would be a Wolf, good. Uh, Wolf Lundgren. <laughs> oh, he should have changed his name to Wolf. Should have. Um... So it says that uh, Woods and Carpenter had a good relationship on set or whatever, yeah. but I wrote um, Woods Republican versus Carpenter Democrat. Yeah. Like, they're both hardcore spectrum ends right. of those, and it just makes me wonder. It just makes me wonder. Um, <clears throat> it's really sad that James Woods has kind of turned into a piece of shit. Yeah. Not just because he's a hardcore Republican, but just in general. Uh, some of the stuff I'll save for the end, but... Uh, Uh, this movie pairs well with steak soft tacos from Taco Bell with uh, Diablo sauce ah. and a Sierra Mist. Okay. Yeah, I forgot we were doing that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, poster for this movie was fine. It was of its yeah. time. It's very typical of a horror movie from 98. And it's it's kind of a throw throwback on the original um, books cover, too. Yeah. And it also lets you know that you're in for a lot of... A lot of people in the frame walking toward camera shots looking cool. Right. That's like 40% of this movie. Walking away from explosions. <laughs> yes. Uh, John Carpenter seems happy in his commentary. Oh, good. Which is nice. It's <laughs> not uh, often you Red have River, that. And then I got that for later. Um, so, Valak. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lay it on me. That actor, <laughs> Thomas Ian Nichols, I believe. Okay. Also played Terry Silver in the Karate Kid Part Three. Oh Jesus! Wall, wall. I uh, I don't know what that is. Oh what? <laughs> I, I don't know the hand motion that you're doing, but I'm just. Uh, that was his style of fighting. Oh really? He played the bad guy sensei when Daniel Larusso becomes uh, <laughs> Toby McGuire with the symbiote when he becomes bad guy Larusso in okay. Part Three. It's because of this Terry Silver guy, and he's so ridiculous karate villain like slick back black hair and a ponytail and his name's terry silver like, <laughs> like oh. a very eric roberts look yeah <laughs> so it had that 
when I realized that, I had a hard time taking him seriously in this movie. The third one is uh, the Hillary Swank one, right? No, that's four. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Sorry. Didn't want to get first my one Karate Kid one. lore wrong. First one's the first one. Second one is they go to Okinawa. Right. Third one is uh, LaRusso starts training with this guy, Terry Silver, but turns out Terry Silver is a bad guy. Okay. And he's training him to use his fucking karate powers for evil. <laughs> and uh, Okay. And then, uh, oh, and this, there's the sudden surprise of Sensei John Kreese is back. Spoiler alert. Oh. Uh, there's a bonsai tree that the bad guys, like, break in half. And now, you, you know, check it out. You should check out Karate Kid 3. <laughs> you know they're the villain when they start breaking bonsai trees. That's kind of how they set it up in that movie. It's true. Uh, okay, but anyway, John Carpenter's <laughs> Vampires. How do you want to do this? How'd you keep? What'd you do? How you doing? You want to do the way, way we've been doing, where you just interject or? Yeah, that's fine. Because I do have six pages. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> See, you take notes the way you should. Right. For this, I take notes like a fucking mental patient, <laughs> where I get super high and then right. it's really just automatic writing. Right. Of anything that pops in my head, I write it down. I mean, I'm sure if I was, super and you can high. tell from my fucking penmanship, you can barely read it. <laughs> If I was super high about watching this movie, I'm sure I'd have a lot more on my page, too. But Well, know. maybe you should get a job. Uh, <laughs> opening credits. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, and by the way, I watched the Twilight Time Blu-ray release of this. Whoa. Which I'm just, just <laughs> to give uh, whatever <laughs> context. Um, and want, the transfer looks great. It's There's nothing else special. Everything that's on the old DVD is yeah. on it. There's nothing new. Except maybe like an isolated score or something, but uh, yeah. the transfer looks good. Twilight Time does a good. pretty good job usually. I got the uh, from the eight dollar rack at Walmart DVD. Nice from a few years back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, opening credits. It's amazing to think about the time, money, and work that went into these shots. When now you could just use a drone. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, what ten years has done. Yeah. Like I'm sure that was like huge cranes, right. a lot of manpower, mm-hmm. and now you just need one guy with it's a probably, fucking remote control. Probably like 30 people involved in those opening credits, you know. Easily, yeah, yeah. That just amazes me. Yeah, like technology sometimes like really like makes me go, "Fuck, dude, let's slow down a little bit." <laughs> right. Uh, and then I wrote Carpenter's Western. Right. Love the Jeep. Yeah, of course you. Do. I'm a cheap guy, but I, I love this Jeep. You need um, to have one of those like hydraulic wenches on the front of yours. I do. Oh, you do? No, I do need to. Oh, You're right. Okay. <laughs> For this type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I have a vampire slaying kit in the back. That's true. You do. <laughs> and three mad balls. <laughs> um, right off the bat, I, I put, I don't quite buy James Wood's performance. Really? I just don't see him as that kind of badass. He's I, not a physically imposing man. At all. Like, he's got the face of an imposing man. Sure. <laughs> but when you see him in his skinny jeans, and, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I've got, uh... Lance Hendrickson would have been perfect. Oh, fuck yeah. As Jack Crow. Yeah. Um, young Mark, Bo- young Mark Boone Jr., wow. My first note is, with multiple exclamation points, young Bobby... <laughs> Yep. Young Bobby Elvis. Jarring to yeah. see him that young. Uh-huh. Um again, amazing what ten years will do. Right? Oh no, it's twenty years. Yeah. Sorry. We're twenty old. years. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, it's not amazing. It's, tw- it's twenty <laughs> years worth of aging. Right. And I'm gonna let him know it. It scares the care in August. Cut him some fucking slack, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, I love the armoring up and the loadout. Yeah. Of how it's like, uh, they're not just Buffy with a stake. This right. is like an organized. Right. They have this is precision. machinery built. Like I, yeah. I, I love that. Uh, the crossbow is ridiculous. Yeah. It's bigger than James Woods. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. My next note is. Most inefficient slaying method ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it makes sense. It works, but no, <laughs> it's too much work. <laughs> I actually went a different way. Uh, but I get to that in a minute. Um, I love the organization of the team. Mm. Um, the wardrobe for Jack Crow is spectacular in its classic simplicity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a really good look for that character. Yeah. Just blue jeans, a black T-shirt, and a dark brown leather jacket, sunglasses. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Um, love the interior set of the first net, first nest. Yeah. With like the paint chipping off of everything. It just it looked really good. Um, <laughs> that first vampire that comes out for a split second, I thought I was watching the end of Scarface. Fucker took so many bullets. <laughs> yeah. Like that was that was a bit much. Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote just as impressed with the crossbow wench deal yeah. as the first time I saw it. Yeah. Just because I never, I mean, that's an interesting concept of getting rid of vampires now, to me. I will say. Instead of going through and staking them one by one right. and being quiet, drag them all out into the sun, they explode. Right. I will say. It's efficient. It's, it's a very, it's, it's an original take. Yeah. But I'm like, Jesus Christ, like it takes 15 minutes just to kill one vampire, guys. Like, it's a yeah, long day. That's true. <laughs> uh, Montoya's wardrobe sucks. Yeah. That was of a time when, like, a brown vest was a thing. It's not anymore? No, a va- brown vest with a dark blue denim, denim shirt. <laughs> and khakis. Yeah. God, how can we make Daniel Baldwin look more stupid? Hey, there's some good ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you could give him a, a rune as a necklace. I hate you. <laughs> um, already, so many look badass framed shots <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Just a lot of slow motion walking to the camera with jangly music behind you. Yeah. And posing in front of something. At looking at camera, it's it's upsetting. Most of my notes are going to sound like I hate this movie, but I, I actually still love this movie. Right. Um, the montage of all the burning is um, it uh, conveys tedium. Yeah. Like, all right, I get it. Right. And there's a lot of that. I do appreciate the fact that it's not just like they're set on fire. It's like magnesium flare. Yeah. Like yeah, fire. no, I thought it looked yeah. great. Um, ah, Western cutaways. Mm. Just cutaway shots of the West. You know this was John Carpenter's Western, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah, motel skank asses. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I like that they included the little thing with the cop. I do like that. I thought that was cool. Like the whole, like, just let us do our thing. 
yeah here's a shitload of money yeah (laughs) that's usually like a loose end that people can point to and be like oh they're getting away with all this shit like with cops and stuff well now we know small town sheriff department man um this movie's uh kind uh filled with kind of uninspired meathead dialogue yeah it is very like of the time action movie-esque dialogue from time to time yeah which i i like to think of john carpenter as being above yeah yeah sorry john uh cheryl lee looks so natural yeah like she's very believable I, I dig her look in this movie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, motel skank tits. Yep. Always uh, always a good thing. Uh, the team, throughout the partying, the team is starting to feel like the soldiers in Day of the Dead. Sure. I don't really like them. They're yeah. like throwing lamps out windows for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. They got to let off some steam, man. Ugh. Uh, the, the drunk first priest is kind of great. Yeah. I do like him. Um, Valak reminds me of, uh, Radu with a budget. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, God damn Boone's death. Yeah. My note here for that. Mainly for me, it's, I thought he was in the movie longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I remembered him being around longer. It is interesting that they have so many people in this movie at the beginning and just wipe them out. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's pretty, it's a bold move. Um, but my note for that scene is just practical is best. Mm. Practical effects. Fucking. Yeah. Especially Boone's death. Like now it would just be some shitty CGI. You know, it, it just wouldn't be as good. Uh, motel massacre editing was not very good. Yeah. It's a little frantic frantic but also slow motion at yeah. times and weird time fades yeah and cuts to james woods like feet away just standing there. right that was bothersome um i do appreciate when he jumps into the room that it's not like super slick like he eats shit and like oh yeah yeah stabs himself in the shoulder with the arrow like like yeah more as realistic as a movie like this could be but more realistic outcome you know uh jack crow good name yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh priests the priest's death was very effective yeah the shotgun yeah uh the chase from the motel was good yeah thought the wire work was good mm-hmm. uh throughout the movie right. with uh radu and i Val- like valak <laughs> right and i like that they didn't choose to like show him running after the truck you know because they're yeah. like they're driving and like oh he's right behind us and it doesn't cut to him like doing some stupid like terminator run you know yeah. It's just, he's right behind us, and then he's, like, flying onto the back of the truck. Uh, the human tracking system idea is interesting, but doesn't quite work and slows the film down. Uh, that was a note I had later, um, once it's been used a lot, was telepathy a bit overused. Yeah. Like, it just, too, a, little, a little too much. Uh, so much slow walk to camera fade cuts. <laughs> <laughs> just so much. Yeah. Uh, then I just have Daniel Baldwin with three question marks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's right. And honestly, I think I wrote that because at the time I was on the fence in the movie of being like, do I, do I kind of, is he doing a good job? <laughs> right. 
That changes. <laughs> uh, the gas station carjack just ate time. Yeah. There's no reason for it aside from, hey, there's Frank Darabont. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, lame yelling fights between Jack and Montoya. Yeah. I get tired of them. Yeah. It seems like they've never liked each other. <laughs> right. Uh, so many fucking jump fades. Yeah. I guess there were more after that. Carpenter really makes you sit through the cleanup. Yeah. Which, while frustrating, should be, sure. I think. Right. Um, I, I thought the method was was really interesting, too. Yes. Like, I'm not going to leave the heads to burn. I'm going to cut off the heads, yeah. throw them in a ditch, like, a mile away. And put two scoops of dry dirt on it. Right. And call it good. <laughs> call it good. Uh, waste of a good Zippo. Right? <laughs> and that's, that's kind of a trope in movies. He could have just thrown a cigarette in. Yeah. Um, there it is. The walking with explosion behind you shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, an actual phone booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a vampire riding a train. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Stupid. Clearly a set piece train, too. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> uh, love the secret Catholic sect angle. Yeah. I just, I think that, I love that in any movie. Yeah. Any kind of conspiracy. Uh, the intel and, like, shit that they, the dossier, essentially, that right. they provided him was cool. Uh, the story of Valak is original-ish. Yeah. They don't explain it super well. Mm. Like like the details of it. Like they don't well, have Well, they, they kind of break it down in two parts. Right. And the second part they reveal a lot more. Right. Um, because at this point, at this point, <laughs> you're being told what Jack's being told by the Cardinal who's not telling him everything. Right. Uh, which leads me to the Cardinal, uh, played by Maximilian Schell. Ah. And the whole time I was like, I know this guy. Yeah. He was the bad guy in the black hole. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I thought he was great. Yeah. In the black hole and in vampires. <laughs> um, ooh, created by the Catholic Church. Oh. By accident. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. Nice touch. Yeah. Both of those things. Yeah. Um, uh, Cheryl Lee's out of focus ass. Love it. Now in focus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, abusing wo- a woman seems natural for Baldwin. <laughs> like you feel right like, though, it? <laughs> you feel like there's a point where Carpenter's like trying to get him like in the right frame of mind. He's like, no, I got it. <laughs> no, I just got to phone my wife. I'm good. <laughs> uh, Crow's backstory predictable. Yeah. Nah, that's fine. Uh, James Woods looks super short. Yeah, he does. When he hops out of the armored truck. <laughs> uh, uh, Crow's rundown about vampires, uh, the thing that Woods improved. Right. Uh, to, to Father Adam. While good... I just don't buy it coming from James Woods. Right. 
the, the entire movie, it's James Woods acting. Right. Like, visibly right. acting. Right. Uh, my note from that scene was, <clears throat> quote, fags. Whoa, Carpenter. <laughs> Come to find out. Whoa, Whoa Woods. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the walking in sunlight angle. Ah. <laughs> okay. That give you wood? What the fuck? What the fuck dialogue is this? Low, Sorry for yelling. Low mahogany? Ugh. So dumb. I hate visions in movies. Mm. I hate it. I just hate it. I hate it when we're seeing shit through vision scope. Uh, is Bald- Did Baldwin just decide to whisper his whole role? <laughs> I'm like cranking the shit up to like 58. He's like, well, I mean, to be fair, I feel like that's genetic. Like, that seems like a Baldwin thing. <laughs> that's Daniel Baldwin in this whole fucking movie. Um, He's really intense, right? <laughs> he sits on the bed and uh, accidentally bumps his arm into her lit cigarette, mm-hmm. and they kept it in. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. It was it really reminded me in a wonderful way of Ed Wood. Of like, well that's something that he would have to deal with. You know, like, <laughs> right, right. It's right. like the big guy ran, you know, hit the wall. Like, well I just kinda like that reality of like ooh, and you kinda see him go like ooh <laughs> right. and like sparks, you know. Yeah. Uh I think it's the scene, um I did note this may be as far as my uh, movie watching has gone, this may be one of the first times that I, I had heard it, the vampire curse being referred to as a virus. Ah, yeah. I started that. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. Uh, this movie really hits perfectly at a certain age. Yeah. I guess I was 20 when it came out. Yeah. And I was all about this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Again, I think this may have been a sci-fi channel first watch for me. Ah, nice. Yeah. Uh, stupid visions. <laughs> Seems to be a pattern here. Oh, when she's in the when Cheryl Lee's in the bathroom, mm-hmm. and and Daniel Baldwin falls asleep in ten seconds, right? And he wakes up. What's with Baldwin's De Niro face? Right, like the super like the <laughs> super frown. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. And out of nowhere, yeah. And there's no one else in the room, and it and it, it lasts for many frames, right? Uh, did Zippo sponsor this film? <laughs> there's another Zippo. Get it? Um, the whole hiding having been bit trope. Mm. Okay, sure, whatever. Psychic link. We get it. Move on. Yeah, I think that was the point that I I wrote down my. Bit overused. Uh, Valak is Trent Reznor. Yeah, <laughs> specifically like perfect drug Trent Reznor. <laughs> uh, Cheryl Lee's acting when the visions hit sucks. I yeah. hate that. That might be what I hate the most about visions in movies when they show the person having the vision right. and it's like always twitchy. like the twitchy, wide-eyed, right. sweaty, like Joe, Joe. It never, it never <laughs> looks good. I mean, right. it, it never. I mean, it shouldn't look good, but I mean, it never looks believable. Right. Um, I like Father Adam. Yeah, but he should have been played by Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Yeah, look him up. I feel like it's going to be one. I'm like, God damn it! Yeah, Fisher yeah, Stevens. You probably will. I feel really bad too. 
His best known role is the main guy in Short Circuit. In Short Circuit too. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jack Crow makes me want to smoke fat cigars more. Hmm. Oh, and the Sun God Motel was so on the nose. I didn't even want to include it, but I guess I should. <laughs> Yeah. The motel was called the Sun God Motel. It sure was. Um, rising from the ground, another cool shot. Right. Uh, Valak is Professor Snape. <laughs> like, with the rising from the ground, I feel like the first time it was used, like outside the nest where you mm. just see his hands come up, that's cool. Yeah. But when you see the montage of, like, 12 of them... Fully coming out of the ground in knee-deep dirt. And like, Yeah, which leads me to suddenly a bunch of masters out of nowhere. Right. Or did I miss something? Well, he sent out a telepathic link to let them know what was up. Uh, suddenly a bunch of masters from nowhere. They take ages explaining little shit. Right. But just let this go. Yeah. It's not important. All right. And you know they're masters because they're not wearing raggedy clothes. They're all wearing the same black uniform. <laughs> yeah, the whole band, Nine Inch Nails is there. Yeah. Uh, Valak is Peter Steele. <laughs> I just, I love these. These are my favorite part, I think, so far. Uh, Valak's backstory continued. Uh, really neat. Yeah. <laughs> really neat. Like neato. Right. I really, no irony in that. It's really neat. <laughs> Reverse exorcism. Reverse exorcism. <laughs> Uh, wow, one little cut on the hand and Father Adam won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> kind of a bitch. <laughs> uh, oh, the aftermath of the monk massacre. Yeah. Uh, the blood fountain. Yeah. I thought was cool. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't that cross be in a vault somewhere? Hmm. It's in like a grass hut protected by no one. <laughs> Right. In the middle of the desert. Like, monks, not just monks, but monks that are not armed and don't know how to fight. Yeah. That just get their shit wrecked in, like, yeah. two minutes. Yeah. Fate of the world. <laughs> uh, ooh, Daniel Baldwin's in love. Oh, I mean, can't really blame him but so much. Cheryl Lee is now the lame girlfriend your friends have to put up with. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had to do that. <laughs> Did they just drive onto the set of Tombstone? <laughs> Are there still, like, fucking saloon towns like that? Probably. Really? Yeah. Oh, you haven't been out west. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Jesus, Daniel Baldwin sucks. <laughs> Another cool shot with right. music. Of course. How do you like your steak, bitch? Ugh. <laughs> this, the dialogue is so bad in this movie. It's not great. Uh, Baldwin, just stop talking to her. There you go. Uh, the Father Adam elevator saga is great. Mm, yeah. If anything, it could have been stretched out a little more. Yeah. Which I would say about nothing else in this film. Well, you know, you used to play soccer. You can run. <laughs> Uh, the daylight fire deaths aren't great, but are great. Right. <laughs> I totally get what you're, what okay, you're saying. Good, good. 
uh, my favorite line, Father Adam, out of nowhere, goes, Look at the sun! <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward. Oh, uh, I hate movies that rely on rules. Mm. Like, we're throughout you're led to believe that there's this rule book of whatever the characters are doing. Oh, yeah. And they're like, don't forget rule number six. Right. Never turn your back on a cricket or whatever, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, awkward fade to black from the, um, look at the sun. Mm. Uh, and then Baldwin and, and Cheryl Lee drive away. Right. And then it fades to black. And then fades up to Cheryl Lee biting Baldwin's neck mm-hmm. suddenly, right, out of place, and silly, right. And he's into it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna go, go with a smile. <laughs> uh, Valak is grave robber from Repo: The Genetic Opera. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, that goddamn cardinal! A highlight. For yeah. me, when he walks in. Right. It's telegraphed from right. the get-go, but oh, for it sure. still works. Right. And his his explanation for why he's there is great. Yeah. Just oh, the yeah, whole, yeah. like, you know. As, Very real. Yeah. Like, as you get older. Yep. Once you are more aware of your mortality, like, this, this, is, a, this is a good option. Yeah. And it's very human. Yeah. 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 Um... Valak is Bob Geldof in The Wall. <laughs> uh, I would have cast Crispin Glover as Valak. Oh. No? I don't know. Oh, well, I do. <laughs> you wrote it down. <laughs> Christopher Lee as the Cardinal. It's pretty good. Right? It's really good. But I have a better one later. Do you? Yeah. Sounds, sounds terrible. Well, more fitting right. to the role, I think. Oh, man, that still that though. happened. Um, Baldwin's awful neck wound. Pretty bad. Like, it looks like what we would put on in Crazy Zombie King. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't look great. Um, now, what I will say is, kind of kind of just a little tidbit here. Seeing this as a younger viewer, this may have been my first time seeing cauterization in a movie. Right. And then I wrote, that didn't cauterize shit. Right. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Gun barrels get a, hot. And like, A, the reality of it. Right. But B, within the reality of the film, you see that it didn't cauterize shit. Right. Uh, also, not enough rounds were put through that gun to make it hot enough to do shit. Yeah. I think it has to be what, at least has seven. To be more, has to be more than five. Franklin Jella as the Cardinal. Goddamn. Yeah. Hate to say it. Yeah. Be better than Lee. Well, the thing is... The Cardinal in this movie can't be British. He can't. So it would, be, it would have to be Christopher Lee not doing a British accent. Right. Which is Franklin Jell. Exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, fuck yeah, Father Adam. Fuck yeah. Of course. There's a shotgun <laughs> under the bar of the diner. This is so weird. <laughs> uh, you want to hurry up? My nuts are on fire here. <laughs> Terrible. I hate, it. I hate it so much. Uh, the rescue of Jack Crow. Was cool, yeah. But you could tell, like from that shot, that getting the cross torn down like that, like 
Crow was at least concussed. <laughs> like that, yeah, that yeah. was not a smooth pull. Uh, this one's very inside. Mm. Valak is Gabe, who's a guy locally. Oh, who's like in his late twenties, who never got out of the goth phase. Yep. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking <laughs> okay. about. I went to. I think I went to high school with that cat. Let me ask you something. After 600 years, how's the dick working? Quit it. Just quit it. Lance Henriksen would not deliver these lines. He would Com- refuse. Comedy gold. Ugh. Valak is Danzig. <laughs> uh, long build up to a quick, easy end. Yeah. Yeah. I did not feel. I wasn't fulfilled. No. Like the the build up is fine, like being sure. in the barn or sure. whatever, like like you know tackling the the pillar, like cool. Well, and just the build up throughout his backstory, of right. being the first and right, you know. Um, at this point, I hate uh, Daniel Baldwin and Cheryl Lee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do it, Padre. Yeah, shoot him. Yeah. Fucking shoot him. Put Daniel Baldwin and the rest of us out of our misery. Yeah. I'll let you go. But one of these days, I'll come for you bullshit. Yeah. And he gives them a specific timeline, too. Like, you've got two days. That's how long it's going to take me to clean up this town and come find you. We owe you two days. No, you don't. He's a vampire. You kill vampires. Back on deals. Yeah, like the tearful hug. Like, you didn't like each You've other. You hated each other from the beginning. Uh, uh, weird Christian moral. He was always with us. Yeah. The, what? What? I thought you were John Carpenter. Right. Um, oh, the callback to, did you get the wood? Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, the father's coming around. Uh um, the score fits perfectly until you realize that it's just a repetitive the same riff. Yeah, over and over again. Yeah, it's really strange. Uh, basic end credits are fine for this movie. It's fine. No P.S. Right. That's fine unless uh, Radu came back, which he probably should have because he shouldn't have been that easy to fucking defeat. Right. And my last thought is uh, this film is way better in my mind. Yeah. But I do like it. Yeah. It sounds like I hate this film, but I really don't. I, I'm right there but with I you. But I will say, when you're thinking about this movie right now. If you didn't rewatch it with us and you're thinking about the last time you saw it, you love this movie and you probably are like, you guys are dicks. Right. We really aren't. We feel the same way. Right now, looking at these notes. Exactly. When I think of John Carpenter's Vampires, I think of it's in the good column. Yeah. I like this movie. And it's yeah. always going to be that way. Right. But the act of watching it and really watching it, at some point, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Right. It's weird. It's kind of an anomaly in mm. that way. So. It's not like Critters 2 that way. Um, I also put on my ancillary notes, this movie's kind of like From Dusk Till Dawn meets Hellbenders. All right. Yeah. 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 Um if this movie were made in this day and age, uh I would love I love the fact that there would be a great possibility for um spin-off TV series about the other sects. Oh yeah. The other hunters. Yeah, there's a lot of potential in this yeah. you know, in the story building or world building rather. 
Ja. 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 That's it. <clears throat> I don't think this movie would be done um, a disservice by a remake no. in 20 years. No. I mean, I could even... It's a, s- it's a liked movie. Yeah. Remakes that, that I think are more accepted by the overall community mm-hmm. are those that are of a movie that is good. Yeah. And not like a classic. I'm trying to think of who I would recast Crow for now. Like if this movie was made oh, now, yeah, um, I think Montoya. I would go with uh, Dave Batista. Okay, and for Jack Crow, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, those were the two the, the the two that I came up with for like a a remake recast. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about Montoya, but Thomas Jane pops into my head for Crow. You know, I think Tom Jane gets a little too much credit. You think? I do. I mean, I like him. Right. But he seems to get plugged in in talks of remakes for a lot of people. Right. For everything. Yeah. And and a lot of it, I think, is linked to people, much like vampires, right. remembering Punisher as a yeah. much better film than it is. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like uh, The Mist. Yeah. He was phenomenal in. Right. Which is linked because Frank Darabont is in Vampires. Right. And he directed The Mist. There you go. Um, I don't know why I needed that link, <laughs> but I did. Yeah. I, I like Thomas Jane a lot. Yeah. And I think part of it is because like I can see him in that role, but I also want him to do better work <laughs> than he's had. See, I, here's a Although problem. 1922 was really good. An issue I think, I never saw that. That's good. An issue I think I have with Tom Jane is, um, I don't view him as rugged. You will after watching 1922. Really? Yeah. Because they didn't in Punisher. Yeah. Like, when I think back to Punisher, I do remember it as a better film than it was. Right. But I never really bought him as the Punisher. Yeah. He's too He's too good looking. Yeah. 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 Uh, the guy, I can't remember his name, that they cast in the sequel. Mm-hmm. That, that guy was the, the fucking Punisher. Yeah. yeah. Terrible movie, but yeah. he was the Punisher. Yeah. I mean, parkour, man. They took one of my favorite fucking villains and Jigsaw? just destroyed him. Yeah. yeah, turned him into such a joke. Yeah. Uh, who would you Who would you cast for uh, Radu? Hmm. Valak. <laughs> Are we gonna have this problem when we do subspecies? <laughs> Whew. Uh Trent Reznor. Um, <laughs> okay. Huh. I don't know. Who's a Who's a suave but menacing looking motherfucker? Tom Jane. There you go. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That would work. Hmm. Yeah, let's just go with Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, shit, I think Dafoe could still do Jack Crow. Yeah. What about, like, uh, Richard Brake as Valak? Okay. Yeah. Not as pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh could certainly do the sinister shit. Oh, Father Adam? Steve Zahn. <laughs> yeah. Right? All right. Zach Galifianakis. I love Steve Zahn. <laughs> Who's going to be it? Scares the Care. Zach Galifianakis? Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> the dumbest joke, but I just, I love it. 
Well, I guess that closes our book on John Carpenter's Vampires. I'll play a little tune here, and then uh, we'll come back for a little wrap-up, I guess. Yeah. As long as no one calls. <laughs> or I have to uh, <laughs> have to fucking restart. Whatever. Been a weird show, gang. <laughs> uh, this is a song that I've played, I'm pretty sure, on this show before, and I played it on the last episode of uh, Radio Lono. Okay. But I don't care. <laughs> It was either going to be two Harley Poe songs, because at this point I was going to choose Suckers, yeah, which is also a vampire theme, yeah. but I decided instead of doing two Harley Poe songs, I would do a different um, vampire song, and mm. it's, it's one of my favorite songs of all time, and I don't know why. For some reason, it, it really speaks to me, and I can't explain it. Okay. Uh, but it's uh, Mountain Goats from All Eternal's uh. deck with Damn These Vampires. Brave young cowboys of the near north side Mount those bridge rails, ride all night Scream when captured, arch your back Let this whole town hear your knuckles crack Sapphire Trans Am, high beams in vain Drive wild Broncos down the plain Push up to the corner where the turbines hiss Someday we won't remember this Crawl till dawn on my head Fire. 
I love that fucking song. It's good. I play it often enough. Ian, thanks for being here, man. I'm happy to be here. It's good seeing you. You want to smoke some pot? I do. I do. <laughs> I sure do, Richie. <laughs> oh shit, I might be able to get a taco bell tonight. <laughs> I thought there was something missing from there. The pipe goes there nicely. <laughs> um that's it for episode fifty seven. I'm is. still digging this uh format. Me too. It it also gives us a lot of stuff. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. Um uh. so yeah, we'll be back next week. With episode 58, um, the ball is back in my court, and I've chosen what I like to refer to as a humdinger ah. of a film that uh, Ian also really loves. Um, there'll be a PS at the end of the credits for this episode, so keep listening after uh, after you don't hear anything, and you'll hear the trailer for next week's movie. Hmm. If you don't want to, then just check our social media. It's not a secret, but we just like to unveil it that way. Um, but it's going to be a fun one, I think. I hope. It's a movie that I've talked about a lot on this show. Um, so, yeah. Big thanks again to Pseudo Ludo and to Harley Poe for letting us uh, pimp their stuff out and <laughs> use their stuff. Um, we have a Facebook page. We do. Have you seen okay, now I know what to do. Right. <laughs> Um, uh, feels good. I so want to do this song karaoke, and I still want Ghost to cover this song. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's just not a joke. Uh, anyway, thanks a lot. Join our Facebook group, We Belong Dead, on uh, Instagram. It's We Belong Dead Pod. Uh, my Instagram is Lono Mojo. Is. Ian's is IMM1987. He's also IMM1987 on Twitter. On Twitter, I am Lono Saves. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Send us an email at webelongdeadpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the new format. Let us know of any movies you want us to watch and discuss. Any questions, comments, or complaints, send them to us, and we will gladly uh, give you a shout out on air. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Till next time, always raise a glass to a new world of gods and monsters.
Something is watching. Something is listening. Something is coming. How would you like to see the world the way it really is? What's going on here? Detective Harry Damour is walking a path. I want you to help me. Will you take the job, Mr. Damour? Where do I sign up? Between what can be seen. People are dying here. I want to know why. I've heard a name. Somebody they talk about in whispers. Who? Nick's. And what must be feared? Nick's is dead and buried. What the hell is wrong with you people? Haven't you seen enough to know that doesn't matter? No. I don't want him getting in the way. We've always waited too long to have the homecoming spoiled. Every step he takes. The drone. The dark side. You don't like that. Not much. It's your destiny. Accept it. Brings him closer to the truth. He could get into people's heads. Make them see things. Terrible things. See, that's his best trick. No illusions, just the truth. If Nix is back from the dead, then he is some kind of a god. In a world where magic is real, death is the ultimate illusion. I was born to murder the world. Are you ready for my wisdom? It's not real. Come with me, Damore. I've got so much power to give you. All you have to do is beg. Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions.